1: Pull up a stool and join us. 585 866 4FAN. 866 4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on The Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. If you've always believed, hopefully we've given you a reason to believe just a little bit more. From where we were at, from where we started, from where we hit a low, and from how we finished, hopefully you're still believing because we believe in you guys as much as y'all believe in us and the way that y'all came like like to that stadium yesterday it was it was amazing so uh you know it's bill's it's bill's my fit here
2: so love you guys as dion dawkins final message to the fans tomorrow we hear from sean mcdermott tomorrow we hear from brandon bean right now we hear from 13 web sports director buffalo BuffaloPlus.coms. Mike Catalana, look, all the platitudes and, and everything, you know, that's just another one that stings, Mike. And last night, the, the team, you know, as the tension kind of mounted through the course of the game, I, I know how I felt, and I'm sure a lot of people felt the same way. As the tension mounts, you just get a feeling they're not going to close this game out.
3: Yeah, um, I got a feeling that things were breaking their way in the game. I mean, let's be honest, they got a few pretty big breaks. Yes. Um, they got the fumble overturned, you know, for the for the touchback. Then when they eventually got the ball back, Josh's fumble, Spencer Brown making an incredible play to recover it. They converted a fourth down and it started to look like maybe they were going to get it done here. And, you know, then they then they flamed out. And yes, there was the possibility of even tying the game, you know, you, who knows what happens at that point. It didn't look great with the way things were going for the defense. But, yeah, you're right, uh, you know, because they have put themselves in this spot before. And when you're the Chiefs, you seem to always come through in those. And I do think it gives team a team a sense of calm. But they certainly had their opportunities at the end. You got the ball in Josh Allen's hands. You're driving down the field, and then it just it falls apart. And then the missed field goal just was the capper.
0: Mike. Okay. So Bass, he's getting criticism and look, you got to do your job. He makes that field goal. They still lose this game. Correct?
3: Yeah. I don't buy that narrative. though. listen, yes, that could happen. You score a touchdown. You could lose the game. Like, I mean, the last two times they've scored late against the chiefs, they've won the game. Uh, and, and the defense was getting shredded. They did actually make a couple of stops late. I don't know if they would have stopped him again, But what are you going to do there? I mean, do you really think you're going to go for it there? You could. If it was fourth and one or two, maybe you would go for it. Maybe if they went shorter on those other plays, you would have decided to go for it. It's a ballsy play with a field goal to tie the game and extend the game to to go for it. But come on, your kicker, it's 44 yards. I know it's windy, but you kick in Buffalo, you got to make it. And we had talked all week. I thought there was a kicking problem. I mean, he was bad last week. He got a kick blocked and then shanked another one. You got your punter who has been hurt and toughed it out, but I'm sure that might have caused some issues this week. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. Like I said, you could have you could have kicked the field goal and then lost it right there at the end, but it would have at least been the opportunity to get back on the field, and you never know what happens. But, yeah, you wanted the touchdown, which is why I have zero problem with Allen going to Shakir on that play. It's the way it's designed. That play is not designed to go to Diggs. He would have been short of the first down. Allen got pressured. He threw the ball there, and he underthrew it because he got pressure on the left-hand side. But that's what you want to do. Get the touchdown into your point. Get the lead by four points, and then see if your defense can keep him out of the end zone.
2: Mike, so much of that Sean McDermott defense, success on that Sean McDermott defense is predicated by getting pressure with your front four, your defensive line the yeah. return on investment of that defensive line might be the worst the league has ever seen. When you kind of look and compare what they've done for that defensive line versus other teams around the NFL through the course of time, I'm trying to find one where you're like, yeah, that 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 return on investment isn't as good as what the, the even just Von Miller alone. I mean, I know he was better yesterday, but ending the season zero sacks at Oliver having his best season, I feel like he still needs better. Th- these guys were invisible yesterday.
3: I'm with you on yesterday. I thought Oliver had a fantastic season. Yes. I think Rousseau's a really good player. I think Von Miller was a good signing until he became a horrible signing. I mean, last year he was really good, but you're giving a lot of money to a guy with a little bit of mileage on him. Then he gets hurt, and he was obviously bad, and then he had his off-the-field issues. The rest of it, they've used money, and it just hasn't worked. The good news is Ed's back under contract, and Rousseau's back under contract. And that money, except for Von Miller, which is an albatross, is hanging over them. But I'm with you on that. And listen, Sean McDermott gets a ton of criticism, and he deserves it. I mean, his team can't get past it. But what you're talking about right there is Brandon Bean. It is. Mm -hmm. And Gabe Davis, being a guy they've counted on for the last few years, is on Brandon Bean. Like, not 100%, because it comes to coaching and schemes and all those things that go with it. but You know, this roster is not great. It is very good. It is talented. But you're right. They put a ton of resources on the D-line and limited amount for the weapons for Josh Allen. So I think that comes back to bite them a lot, too, because you should have definitely gotten more out of your defensive line than you certainly than you got last night.
0: Yeah. Mike Catalana, 13 Wham, Buffalo Plus, our guest here in the sports bar. What happened to Diggs the second half of the season? Mike, can can you entertain the theory that he was hurt more than anyone would lead on to?
3: I don't know if he was hurt. Honestly, I think he runs fine. I mean, let's be honest. The one thing is, not last night, because that was a beautiful pass, and Diggs has to make that catch. But we've seen him running free, and Josh has missed, what, three times in the last five weeks, I think it is? Deep balls that should have been deep catches or even touchdowns, uh, he can still run. Does he get worn down a little bit? Maybe. That might be it because uh, he just doesn't look the same. Same thing happened last year in the second half of the year. Different coordinator, same kind of results in that way. Um, he's, he's your number one guy, right? And he has been that, and you're paying him that way. But honestly, I, I'm saying if it's not the case, and he can get taken out of games by physical corners, by number one corners, then he's not really a number one guy anymore, right? Because, you know, other guys make plays. I mean, you know, you see CeeDee Lamb or Jamar Chase or Jefferson make plays against number one corners. So it's an issue. But look, Bean hasn't drafted a wide receiver higher than the fourth round since Allen's been there. And like I said, the Gabe Davis thing, they depended on him a lot. And in this case, obviously, he didn't play. But let's be honest, you know, his last two years have been a big disappointment out of him. And they were counting on him, and he did not come through.
2: Mike, I want to highlight a bright spot because throughout the course yeah. of the season, I don't think we ever once had a complaint about the Bills' offensive line, and maybe some of that is Josh Allen making them look better than they are, but they were healthy all season, and it looks like these are guys that, that are back next year as well. You've got that continuity, assuming that Mitch Morse is true to his word and, and does come back for the final year of his contract there. I mean, would anybody blame him if he said at age 32 uh, in April, yeah, too many concussions, maybe need to reevaluate, but the offensive line of the Buffalo Bills is at least something they're a foundation on the offensive side of the ball in the trenches.
3: No question. I think Bean did a really good job this off season brought in. I mean, look at what they got out of Torrance. He played every snap. McGovern was really good there. I thought Dion had a great year. Like that is a nice building block to go into next year. Hey, listen, you, know, you talk about windows and all this stuff. Yes, there's windows. When you have an offensive line that can play and you have Josh Allen, at quarterback, you can do some, some things, right? Their roster needs a lot, but that's not a bad place to start. You can make an argument. It's two very important parts of your team, O-line and quarterback. And they have both of those things. Um, But, but again, I think this off season is going to be a bit of a shift, you know, for they've kept a lot of veterans. There's a lot of guys that have been back. I think there's going to be a, I'll just use the word substantial overhaul in the, in the roster with guys that have been around for a while.
0: Particularly special teams, Mike, is uh, yes. Um, you, they did have the one play down in Miami, and I'm looking at the cap figure for uh, Tyler Bass, and I don't know if he's going anywhere necessarily, but some of these role players like Tyler Maticavich, and, and for that matter, the, the smiley kind of uh, survived till next season, in your opinion, the uh, special teams coordinator.
3: Yeah, I think that's going to be tough. I thought the special teams were not good for most of the year. Um, lots of penalties, you know, lots of guys that have been around, you know, the guys like Saran Neal, who's been around for a while, but he's not really able to be used. They used him a little bit last night because they needed some help to try to do something with Kelsey. But, you know, these are guys supposed to be your core special teamers and you could, maybe it's on scheme or plan or whatever it is. I just didn't think the special teams were very good. And, um, and with the, you know, the kicker and the and Martin was really good. His injury, Hurt because he I mean he got player of the month how often does a punter get named player of the month but he did and and bass I don't know what happened he just like fell off the table here it was like he went from being very reliable to something was wrong but um yeah I would say I would say there's the possibility there's a change in the coaching staff at at special teams I could see it happening um just because you know, there was thought of it happening earlier, but that's when they moved on from Dorsey. And so they did not make a move, but I can see that being an off-season move.
2: Well, it sure seems that uh, Joe Brady has got the gig that he'll be the offensive coordinator, get a little endorsement today from from Josh Allen and others. Um, by this time next year, is Joe Brady interviewing for more head coaching jobs?
3: Well, that would mean he's had a, another good year. Listen, I think he's connected with Josh I think for him, you know, it's cool to get head coaching. I, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine any team, nothing against him personally. I can't imagine any team is ready to hire Joe Brady as your head coach at the moment. Like he's just getting himself settled in after half a season as a coordinator with the bills after a bad experience before that as an OC, um, he needs another year. I mean, I, again, I, I don't see him as a legitimate head coaching candidate for anybody, but yes, next year. Maybe he would. Josh's comfort level with him is good. And listen, you know, like last night, part of the reason they ran the ball so much was to, keep, to try to keep Mahomes on the sidelines, yeah. for God's sake. I mean, they, they were walking up and down the field. I mean, they split their, they split their, um, between runs and passes, I think was just about even last night. The second half was not great. I thought they had, I thought he had a great rhythm in the first half. I thought they had energy. I thought they were really moving the ball. Big thing you got to know how to do is adjust. And I think Spagnolo did, and I did not think Brady did enough. I just don't think they ever found anything in that second half. So, you know, it's going up against a veteran guy who's won a lot of games as a coordinator. And, you know, I think certainly Kansas City got the better of him in that one.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Now, does Kansas City get their, theirs coming up this week, Mike? Because I'm just rationalizing here. The Bills say they survived that last week. I don't know. Baltimore going in there, that's a tall order for any team.
3: Yeah, I, I liked. I thought the Bills would have had a really good shot at the Ravens. I really did. As good as they are on defense, I would, I think, I would think, I still don't. I'm, I want Lamar to win so badly in this game. I mean, the Chiefs are great. I'm just so sick of seeing them, but I'm really concerned about that to see. Last week was great for them. Houston was obviously a nice story, but overmatched, and I'd love to see it, but I think either one of these teams with Allen or Mahomes could go in there and win. You don't have to score 30, but you could could have beaten them, and, I, and that's my concern for this week. I, I, I guess for Bills fans, You want to see Baltimore win, win, right? You just can't take seeing Kansas City back in another Super Bowl. But I'm concerned only because, you know, when you just do that matchup, it's Lamar against Mahomes, and Mahomes, the guy just finds a way to win, doesn't he?
2: Yeah. Um, We can start discussing now what what they might do here come April with the draft, Mike, what they should do versus what you think they might do. Um, you mentioned earlier that they haven't really invested any, mm-hmm. any pieces for Josh Allen. They've taken one wide receiver and two tight ends in the first four rounds since Josh Allen has been their quarterback. What you think they should do is invest in weapons for their most important player on the team. What they probably will do is invest more on defense. What direction do you think they go? What do you think they should do versus what they will do?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I would tell you this. Coming into next year, first of all, You're going to need to invest in, I'd say, but D line because it's out of numbers. Like you know, you bring some of those guys back. I don't know, Epinesa, again in a in a rotation role. He's a good player, um, but they they're going to need to do that. They should be in good shape at linebacker. I mean, I mean, they get Milano and uh, Bernard back next year is is a great combination. I think they definitely need to look at a safety. There's no question. They need a young safety. They need they need to find that next guy to pair with whoever's still there because I really believe Micah Hyde's going to retire. Um, and I don't know that. Jordan Poyer's got a year left. I think one of them with a young safety would be a good combination. Uh, Corner is interesting. I think Trey White's going to be gone. I think it's a, you know, you, you do have uh, Benford. You, you're going to need, you're going to probably need to, you know, maybe you keep, you got Douglas but you're probably going to draft another corner at some point teams do that all the time, but I would get a wide receiver early. I don't know. I see people take, you know, first two rounds and all that. I I don't see them doing that, but I, I would say a wide receiver should be a consideration in the first day and no question on the second day. Like if you, if you don't get one, if you decide to go say safety late in the first round and then you go wide receiver in the second round, because, they need, they need speed. They need somebody on the other side of digs. And unless they want to make a move on digs, you know, I don't, you know, it's funny. Somebody asked me about digs and I was like, number one, it's a, it does hurt you in the cap. When we talk about the cap, not being real, it's real when you're, you're taking on the dead cap money. But honestly, I was thinking about it. You trade digs. Your return is not that great.
0: What, maybe a
3: fourth round? That's what I'm saying is yeah. look at what wide receivers get. So do you really want to make that move? Like, you get him some speed on the other side. I don't know. Obviously, he's still a talented player. But you're already taking the heat for the cap hit. And I don't think he's, you know, you, you hear all the time he's pushing to go somewhere. People would say that. He hasn't, he hasn't certainly said that. Maybe that changes this offseason. I don't know. But it's not a good... Roster building move at the moment to move digs because you're not getting a lot for him. That's just the way the NFL works, but what they need young speed at wide receiver. There's no question in my mind and they got to find it. So I'd say guys, yes, first round or definitely looking in the second or third, you got to get it. You got to get a guy in here who can really contribute. And listen, and Shakir, I love Shakir. I think he's going to build up to be a really good player. And Kincaid is a very good pass catcher. So you do have good players there, but you need speed. They don't have speed at wide receiver.
0: Mike, you, you mentioned how this, there's going to be some changes in the roster, and I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And, and we're wondering to what degree, but do the Bills just try to get by, do some renegotiations with Josh Allen or whatever when they're managing the cap, or do they does Brandon Bean actually look at this, bite the bullet maybe a little bit and try to build from two years from now. How do you think, uh, you know, what, what is next for the Bills? Is it, hey, we're going back all in 2024? You know what? We got to be prudent here, uh, you know, and try to win on the back end of Josh Allen's career.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any like pass off a year and then go to the next one. I think you can do a little bit of both. They've never been like, you know, it's, he always talks about this. And we're going to talk to him tomorrow about the all-in idea. Like you make some moves, but like you still have Josh Allen and a lot of talent, even if you make roster moves, you're gonna be you're gonna be in the mix. They they just they will be. And some of the moves they could make would be then relying on younger players. But sometimes that can really work for you. I mean, we just saw a Green Bay Packers team play with a bunch of twenty-four year olds and they should be playing in the NFC championship. Like you can still get things done. It does, Everybody doesn't have to be a veteran and maybe maybe they need an infusion of some, you know, look at what some of these younger guys have already done for them. So I don't ever see them with Josh Allen in the smack middle of his prime, almost like taking a year off. I don't see any of that happening. If they could get out of the Von Miller thing and look, who knows what will happen, but mm-hmm. it would help if he got <laughs> I got to say, if he got suspended, it would help them a great deal. I don't know if that's going to happen. But, um, yeah, I still think they're going to be, they can restructure Josh. If they, if Diggs is going to be here for another year or two, they could restructure him. They could get rid of Von Miller and take the bite, the, bite the bullet on it and still save some immediate cap room and then just pay for it down the line and then go after some young players and, and see what you can do to supplement what you have.
2: Evaluating the head coach, uh, Mike, it, it, in Buffalo feels like a fruitless exercise. Just burn calories because we know that that Sean McDermott isn't going anywhere. But there are plenty of teams in the NFL that, if you look at their situation, their current coaching situation, and you have the kind of free agent coaches that you have this off season, they should be evaluating. How do you think these dominoes fall? Where do you think Belichick, Vrabel, Harbaugh? Where do you think these guys land? And and you know, could we see some of these guys? Kind of, um, can we see them in our future here in Buffalo?
3: I don't, see, I don't see any of those guys in Buffalo. Um, not, not for this year. I should say I mean, on the
2: other sideline. I guess is what I'm saying. There's not oh, going to be any oh, changes yeah. in the East. But as we look ahead to next year, are we going to see some yeah. of these guys on opposing sidelines?
3: It's kind of wild, isn't it? Like Atlanta seems to have interviewed everybody. Did you guys interview with the Falcons yet? Have they talked to you? <laughs>
2: no, tomorrow, tomorrow at to two forty-five, uh, right before the show. Yeah.
3: Uh, the chargers have interviewed everybody. It's like, I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. They're just casting. They're all casting this this big net of, you know, it's funny when you interview like Joe Brady and Bill Belichick and Harbaugh and Vrabel in Atlanta. I mean, it's like, okay, we want to talk to everybody. It feels funny, but it just, just kind of, Oddly, I think I think Belichick's going to end up in Atlanta. I look, the Bills don't play Atlanta next year. So uh, that that one seems weird. But look, he wants his 15 wins. And look, if he could compete, you could he make the playoffs next year? Yeah. But I could see him there. Feels I don't know about you guys. feels like Harbaugh or the Chargers makes sense to me. I don't know. Just felt like it. Vrabel's a really good coach. I see people who say, I don't know. Vrab- Yes, he he is, and he he does a lot with sometimes with less. But you got to have a team that you talk about McDermott and like a more of a conservative approach. I mean, that's Vrabel. I mean, that's the way he's played. He's played, you know, play tough, play defense, run the ball, and you know, he's that's the way he's been. So, yes, I can still see that happening. But hey, I'm <laughs> I'm surprised McCarthy and Sirianni are both back. Right. Well, Sirianni, I think is going to be official this week. But, you know, sometimes teams look around and go, we're going to stay with, we're going to stay with what we have at least for a little while before they make a move. But it's going to be a fascinating another, what, probably another week. And these dominoes are all going to start falling. But I, I still think it it starts with Belichick and it, it oddly does feel like Atlanta.
0: 22 days, Mike, pitchers and catchers. I'm, I'm ready. You know that, like, I hope you're ready too. Here, There's other things coming up here in sports.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, do the Mets pitchers show up, or do they just automatically go on IR on the injured list?
0: No, 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 they no, just... no, 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 no. Th- those those guys are down in Texas now, Mike. So, I, did, no, you hear, did you hear? Did you hear Maggie Gray by the way on her station?
2: Oh, he heard her.
3: Yeah. What was the deal with that? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like it's so, some of the some of the nonsense that people. People say, like, it, it, yeah, Eagles, Philly fans are angry. They know what the hell's going on. Like, some of these other fan bases are li- live in La La Land. That's, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it, they know what's going on. Like, they don't put up with the BS.
0: Listen, I like La La Land. I'm happy in La La Land, Mike.
3: <sighs> so, do they just do Tommy John surgery when they walk in or do they just wait for it to happen with the match?
2: <laughs> they just schedule it day one. <laughs> Mike, uh, what are you and, and Dan and Jenna working on this week here at BuffaloPlus.com. We know we're going to hear oh, from uh, so McDermott. we and and were
3: up there. Yeah, they were up there today. They'll be posting the latest video on what the players were saying today. I'll be up there tomorrow. We'll be doing something as Bean talks, McDermott talks. That should be interesting. Uh, hearing what they say. After you know Dan's story today is Groundhog's Day because it's what it feels like mm. for Bills fans, and um, yeah, and and we we're going to keep going with the content. Like we have a lot. We're going to be going to the combine later. We'll start talking draft, you know, because right now I say to everybody, it's miserable for a Bills fan because you just sitting here, just gotta try to avoid some of the stuff. But we'll be looking, you know, at the appropriate time. We'll really be looking ahead to some of the stuff that could be happening and Hey, Josh Allen's back. So at least you got that going for, you. Oh, by the way, danger. Uh, I t- saw Taylor last night. She said to say hello.
2: Yeah. I figured as much. Sure. <laughs> me uh, talking about her. She's heard me chirping. It's one of my fa- one of my favorites.
3: <laughs> yeah. She said, tell him I said, hi." Yeah,
2: so that's good. Appreciate you, Mike. <laughs> Anytime fellas. Talk to you soon. Mike a 13 web sports <laughs> <laughs> director. Who's that guy in Rochester that said I was a six? Not a fan. Oh, wait, Jason Kelsey? Uh, hold on. I've got my list of friends. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Well, wait. We'll I've wait got for a that. list. I've got. You know, yeah, I was. Oh, who cares? I was in it for a second there. Just like, all right, I'm. I'm done with everything. I'm I'm fed up with everything. You can't tell me that there's anything out there that's going to make me... Everything was pissing me off. Every... Peppa Pig? Oh, who cares? Everything was pissing me off. Getting to a point where... It's How could Peppa Pig piss
0: you off? Oh, who cares? The pit? Oh, who cares?
2: Everything. I was in a bad place. Down bad. The, kid- <laughs> <laughs> the weekend princesses. I've got them. Uh, we've got some more takes on tap. I don't know if you saw these... Uh, NHL all-star jerseys we'll get into some hot uniform talk but these uniforms are not hot we'll explain
0: yeah I've uh there was a tell yesterday if you went to the game I thought it was very telling who they introduced at the end you would think that it would be your quarterback and your well no they didn't do that and maybe that was a little hat tip I'll explain why uh this era of Buffalo Bills football part of it's coming to an end
2: If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in on the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. Do you like Detroit to cover against San Francisco, what about Baltimore and Kansas City? I think we know where Bill's fans are leaning there. If you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel right now. Get started with $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Mike to join today that's fanduel.com slash mike m-i-k-e make every moment more with fanduel an official sportsbook partner of the nfl 21 plus and physically present in new york first online real money wager only ten dollar first deposit required bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for help with a gambling problem call one eight seven seven eight hope ny or text HOPE-NY four six seven three six nine.
1: You're listening to The Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester.